are so honored that you're here with us for season three. We want to share, connect, and grow the paper flower community with you. Welcome to Paper Talk. Thank you for listening to this episode of Paper Talk. Today's episode is sponsored by patron, Arietta Vent White. We appreciate your donation and we're excited to keep creating content for the paper flower community. If you're interested in supporting us, head on over to our Patreon page at www.patreon.com backslash paper talk and sign up as a patron. We would love to see you there. Hello, hello, hello. Another podcast dropping today. Today we want to talk about, and we've been dropping a little bit about it, mm-hmm. Paper to Profit. You guys have been sending us DMs and just emailing us and asking us, are we going to have access to the 2021 Paper to Profit? And these are from our students that we just launched last year. And the answer is yes, a big <laughs> resounding yes. And the thing is, we want you guys to make sure that you have a great business foundation. So that way you can concentrate on building your paper flowers. I think that is the most important thing. And this is the reason why we created Paper to Profit. We saw a missing hole and we wanted to fill it and make sure that our community is secured and they know what they're doing on business-wise. So you can guys can focus on creating your beautiful paper flowers. Yeah, absolutely. We want it to be something that you guys start off with strong. Mm-hmm. And I know a lot of people who were just making paper flowers, we're making it and we love it. And at some point we always think, can there be more to this? And sometimes you're just, it just happens. Like yes. the opportunity falls in your lap somebody asks you to make something and you're like well how do I do this like can I just give them my flowers and they give me like money like how does it work and it's because normally this doesn't happen right normally we go to work and we're given a check or it's you know it's not it's not the same as running your own business and I know that feeling it can be a little bit overwhelming and you can feel so insecure and you're not quite sure what's going on and you don't have the confidence to actually go out and ask questions to because this is all new to you. So it's, I think it's something that that will be very useful. And I think that's why, as Quinn said, it was, Mm -hmm. we saw a void and there was no help there. Like Mm -hmm. when we started, there was no help. We had to look elsewhere. We had to Google everything, you guys. Yeah, we had to Google everything. back then, six years ago, there's not as much resources Mm -hmm. as there are now. And yes, you can definitely Google everything and patch it together and make it work. But you know what? You won't know for a fact if that system's going to work for you. So Jesse and yeah. I, this is our system and yeah. we're sharing it with you. This is what we do with our business. So if you want a good foundation to build your business on, we talk about everything from taxes, building, how do you choose? Do you choose a corporation? What's an S-corp? What's a C-corp? Do you do it as a sole proprietorship? These are like foreign words for people that are just starting out that have never mm-hmm. done their own entrepreneur track. And the thing is both Jesse and I have done, have built business in the past. And this is something that we have just settled in and it's like amazing. We love making paper flowers. As you guys know, we've yeah. been doing it for six plus years now. And it's been the most amazing feeling knowing that creating paper flowers can actually bring income to our yeah. family. And yeah. we are helping support our family and grow and create like a extra income you didn't have before. And this and you're doing something that you love. How mm-hmm. crazy awesome is that, you guys? Yeah. It's I don't mind the long hours. I think that's one thing being an entrepreneur, a business owner, is that you don't mind putting the extra hours. When you're working for Uncle Sam, you're like, I need my weekend, I need my evenings. But when you're working for yourself and you're trying to achieve something, it's something like, okay, I'm going to make this work. And you wake up and you're like, okay, I'm ready. And then you're like super tired in the evening, but you're happy. Like when you're creating flowers and you know what I'm talking about, cutting into that fresh sheet of crepe paper and knowing that this flat piece of paper is going to be something beautiful that not only you will love, but your client's going to love too. How magical is that? That relationship. I love it. For sure. 
It is. It's unreal, actually. Mm -hmm. I never thought that I would be doing this. And being an entrepreneur and not mind thinking about it all the time. Because before this, when I was, you know, when I was practicing as a lawyer, I also thought about work all the time, but I didn't like it. (laughs) I didn't (laughs) like thinking about work all the time. It was really draining. And I think that's the difference. Like when you're doing something that you're not quite passionate about and you're still pulling in those hours, it's not going to be enjoyable. And Mm -hmm. I, I won't say fun because it's not never fun, but it's not enjoyable. But when you find something that you're passionate about, it is, it's like you're breathing it and living it because it's your life and you don't yes. mind it at all. It's, you get ideas and it excites you. You wake mm-hmm. up in the morning, you're ready to tackle, you know, your list of things to do because you know that it's going to bring you somewhere. And I think that's a huge difference. Like any one of you who might be in careers or have been in careers where, yeah, it pays the bills, but you're not quite passionate about, you know, the difference, like you can feel it. You're working into the night and you're like, what am I doing this for? Yeah. For a paycheck, but you resent it versus like when you're actually doing something passionate, you don't, the resentment's not there because you know, what are you doing it for? There's a purpose and that purpose is part of your life. And I think that makes a huge difference. I mean, that's that I'm not saying everyone can make a living off of making paper flowers. I think we have to be very realistic about that, that like any small business, it takes a lot of hard work a lot, a lot of perseverance. It takes, you know, luck as well to be able to feed your family just from paper flowers. Mm -hmm. But I definitely think that even if you're not doing it 24 seven, where you're feeding your family with paper (laughs) flowers, you can at least make money from it. And you absolutely can. And it can absolutely be a side hustle that is integral to your financial arrangement (laughs) uh, when it comes to, to feeding your family. It absolutely can be. And the thing also is not everyone is born to be an entrepreneur. Some people are just like, they wake up, they like they're born and they literally think like an entrepreneur, but not everyone is, but that's okay. Like everything else in life, like you work at it, you learn. And a lot of it is effort. And a lot of it is perseverance. And as long as you do that, you will be fine. You will make an excellent business person and an excellent entrepreneur. You'll be able to promote yourself. And I think that's why her part of the reason why we think that this program is so important and why we decided, you know, we need to make this program is to make it easier for other people to be an entrepreneur. Because like I said, like, you know, when I was growing up, I never thought I'd be an entrepreneur. I was like, I'm just going to get a job, get paid, go to work. Exactly. Come home, you know, focus on get my a family. Degree. Yeah, exactly. And be like, that's, that's why I'm doing it. That's yes. why I want to, you know, like have a professional career. I get paid and I'm done. You know, I don't have to worry about promoting myself, promoting my business, like worrying about all that stuff. Nah, I don't want that. But it happens. It happens that your life changes and the time's right. And when the time's right, you know, you just take that opportunity and you need to be like, armed with the tools to be able to do that. And I think that having, not having to Google everything, but having something all inclusive and all comprehensive. And it's very like niche, very specific to what you want to do. I think that makes your life so much easier because Mm -hmm. you don't know what you don't know. So you don't, you can't Google what you don't know, right? Yes. So you can't predict that something's going to happen because you've never seen it before. That's not your experience. You won't be able to Google it and you won't know what to do versus in a package like this where Quinn and I have gone through six years or more of running a paper flower business and a business before that, businesses before that, we know what questions to ask. We know what to look for. And we've included all of those, look out for this and look out for that, you know, because these are the consequences or these are what you might expect. Like all that stuff in there, I think it's invaluable because it would take you years to come across certain certain things that we've come across. And we want to help you not fall on your face. And we want to help you kind of prevent those consequences from occurring before they 
do. Exactly. And the thing is, there'll be a lot of pieces on here that you're like, that's not relevant to me, but you know what? It might be relevant to you down the road because it's a situation or experience you haven't experienced yet. And we looked through everything, like seriously, bookkeeping on how to do workshops or how to sell to a client that is in the United States versus seeing it out internationally, tariffs, tariff codes, and things like that. Mm -hmm. Something you have to think about, like if you're sending your flowers from Washington state to down to California, do you pay California taxes? Mm -hmm. And it really depends on the state. And so we give you little flags, things that you need to go and find out because every single state in the United States is all different. We have, (laughs) you guys are so crazy. (laughs) We're all about independence, you guys. So Quinn was telling me about how like she also has to get like a license for her city or city, yes, right? As town. Town. And I'm just oh like, my oh my God. Like, so you need town, you need your state, you need you have federal. Like it's yep. another layer on it that we in Canada don't have. Yeah. So, so I'll, I'll give you a situation what she's talking about. So I personally, my physical home is located in Kirkland, Washington, which is 20 minutes from Seattle, but I am in the province or the property of Kirkland. So if I'm operating a business, I need to get a business license from the city of Kirkland. But if I'm doing work in Seattle, I also need a business of license of Seattle so I can pay taxes to the city of Seattle when I'm doing business over there. And the tax is different, you guys. So if, okay, if I'm delivering flowers to Seattle, my tax is 10, 10.1%. But if I happen to deliver flowers in the city of Kirkland, it's only 10%. So you have to reflect that in your customer invoices and make sure that you're collecting those taxes. So when it's time to pay your taxes, you're paying it. You can either pay it annually or quarterly. But do refer to your state government because each each state is such a pain. It's not but, even state. It's like or town. They're like 10 minutes away. Oh my God. Yes, exactly. So there's a lot of things that we put out because we've experienced it. Mm-hmm. And if you didn't know, and I didn't know this, I thought, oh, I'll just apply for the city of Seattle because I'm doing a lot of business there. No, if you happen to do, you can get away with one or two jobs. But if you do more than three, you should definitely get your business <laughs> license in the city of Linwood. Or if you go to Sohomish County, if you do a lot of business there, you need to get a license there. It's like so many costs that you don't think yeah. about. And it's just really interesting. And so setting up a business is hard sometimes, but when you get over that first beginning of knowing what you need to do and what you need to save, and I highly recommend your business saving accounts as a place to put all your taxes. As soon as you, your customer pays you, you just move that from checking account over to savings so you're not using it because that money that you just brought in is already earmarked for the government. <laughs> and you do not want to mess with the government because then they will tack you. And then luckily I've never experienced this because not only do I have a bookkeeper that keeps my books up to date on a monthly basis, but I also have a professional CPA and this CPA will do my taxes, not only for my business, but also for my family. And so that's rolled up into one. And there's, there's a lot of tax savings. So if you find a good tax person, it will save you money. And they just need to be very specific about doing small business because there's a lot of tax loopholes that small business can get, especially this past year of COVID. If you apply for the PPE, do you know that there's tax? that you can actually be saving. And there's so many wonderful things that the government's doing to help a small business. And so talk to your bookkeeper, talk to your CPA. Taxes coming up, you guys. So definitely <laughs> think about like, if you haven't already, make sure you have this conversation as soon as possible. Yeah, no, absolutely. It can be kind of overwhelming sometimes thinking about all those things. But we've also tried to, I think, provide those systems in place so that you have an idea of what information you would need to plug into those systems so that 
that when tax time comes around, it's not that difficult. Yeah, it really you know? isn't. Yeah, it really isn't. And I, I mean, most small businesses, when you're starting out, I mean, as long as you have those systems in place, you mm-hmm. likely would be able to do your own bookkeeping and your taxes as well. It's not until you get to a certain point where you're getting a lot of revenue coming in and you're doing a lot of jobs and they're all different that at that point, you might want to consider actually having a bookkeeper come in and look at your systems and maybe even help you with mm-hmm. some of tracking some of yeah. um, your expenses. And there's a lot of bookkeepers that will come in and help you set up your books to make sure it's right. They'll teach you what you need to code and label and then they're done. And then you mm-hmm. do the rest. And yeah. then that will be, might be the easiest way for a lot of small business just to invest in $300, $500 to get mm-hmm. their QuickBook or Excel spreadsheet. Mm-hmm. We totally believe in Excel spreadsheet. That's how I started my bookkeeping mm-hmm. because it's so easy to, to do the columns because yeah. you, you're you not bringing that mm-hmm. much income. It's only when you are having a diverse amount of products because you know me, I have subscriptions, I have workshops, I have online stuff, physical stuff at so many different things that mm-hmm. it just, for my saying, because I, my hands are in so many different pots, having someone professional that knows what they're doing and I have the money to be able to take care of it. Mm-hmm. It's just keeps me sane. And, and <laughs> I'm, sure. I'm, I know. Tax season runs around and like it's most of the world is insane at that point. <laughs> You're trying yes. to rush and get everything together. So it does. I mean, at some point, yeah, when your business is big enough, not only do you want a bookkeeper, but you want to invite other people on your team as well, just because you can't handle everything by yourselves. Right. But, you know, at the beginning, uh, you know, if you have a systems in place, it's the in and the out. That's what you need to know. What's coming in, what's going out. That's what accounting is. As long as you have that principle in mind, then you're pretty good. But, you know, we did go into more depth in the program about what to look out for in terms of yep. expenses. What and you receipts. Can do that, and we talk what, about, yeah. Mm-hmm. We talk about, about receipts. receipts. Yep. And then what else do we talk about? Like all these different things, contracts. Yeah. If you need contracts for your clients, we have a contract that you can modify. As long as you keep the bones in it, you can take out sections that's not applicable for your situation. We have that available for you. We have like this roadmap that talks about the entire paper to profit and it's going to be really exciting. We're going to have actually paper to profit students come out and talk about their experience. So that way you can, if you know them, ask them, how was your experience with paper to profit? Did you like it? Did you hate it? Mm-hmm. We want to know too, you guys. So. <laughs> <laughs> but I really, I really believe in paper to profit. It's something yeah. that is a system that we've have worked really, really hard and especially harder with our new version of 2021. Yeah. And we are so excited to launch it, you guys. This month in May, the doors are opening up. It's going to be crazy awesome. So let's talk about the changes that we are implementing. And yes, 2020 students, you have access to this when the door opens. So we're really, really excited. I know Vari had several students ping me and says, is it available? Can I look at it now? <laughs> like, we're still working on we're it. Still- <laughs> <laughs> it's so big. And you know, you guys know how long it is. We we put it first in a Google Doc. It's over a hundred pages of information. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so you can only imagine how long this is going to take us to make it more accessible and easier for you to understand. So yeah. one of the first things that we knew we had to do was make it easier to understand. So, well, okay, back up. I wouldn't say like, yeah. And I wouldn't say that be, like the mm-hmm. version that you had the first year. So last year was difficult to understand. I don't know, not at all. And the feedback we've received was it wasn't difficult to understand, but we do recognize that 
you know, staring at a computer screen with um, lots of text, with lots of text <laughs> can be difficult. So what we're trying to do is to break up the page so that it's easier to read and easier to digest as opposed to having a page full of text. We're just trying to kind of change things up a little bit so that it's a little bit easier to, on your eyes. And as you know, paper artists, we're more of a visual person and not so much of a text person. And so we're like, how do we make this easier for our people to understand? So this is the one reason why we're doing this change. Yeah. So we're excited about that. And that's why it's also taking a while because we're going through the entire program, revising things and figuring out, oh, this would look more so readable, more readable if it was in an infographic, like Quinn was saying, or in a different format. So we're working on that. But the other thing that we found on reflection is that some of you guys need to be held accountable. Yes. <laughs> and, and you so, know who you are. And you, yeah, you know who you are because we haven't seen you guys yet. So, so actually, when we were thinking about, okay, how do we, can we make this program better? That was a core element that we wanted to tweak and change mm-hmm. and kind of encourage you guys to to be with us, I guess, in a way as we're going through it and for us to be there with you as you're going through the chapters. So for one, we're going to do drip content. So what we're going to do is release one chapter per week. And during that week, we're going to send you weekly assignments so that you know that you have some thinking to do before you meet with us on a weekly basis. And these live meetings, we're calling it, um, they're essentially, it's their mastermind groups, right? Quinn, Mm -hmm. do you mind telling people what mastermind is if they don't know? Yes. So what we're planning to do is a mastermind is when you get a group of people that are thinking about the same type of subject, which is paper to profit, how to grow your business. So each week we're going to focus on chapter one and we're going to put it out there. We're going to ask you questions. So we want to make sure that all the students are submitting their questions and then Jesse and I will review it. And then we'll make sure that if there are similar questions, we're going to bring that out first and saying one of the most common questions that we're getting from this particular group is this. And we'll say the question, we'll answer it. And then we want your input because what it is, is your experience. And this is varied for every single student. We want a dialogue. We want a conversation because you never know another person's situation or solution or problem is similar to another person and how they were able to fix that problem or answer that question. Having a synergy of people that are all moving forward. And I think this is really important for our community is the more voices that gets answered, the more people that are going to grow with you. And I think that is so important. And I think there's so many amazing, smart, creative people in our group that I think everyone's going to learn from each other. And so, yes, Jesse and I will definitely be leading the mastermind, but we want to be able to create this group of people that you know you can rely on. Everybody's going through the same thing. So maybe getting a partner with you when you're doing paper to profit will be the way for you to finish your assignment together because we believe in small study group. Like think about how when you were in college or in high school, you actually did group projects and how you were able to move so much better when you're able to do it together and answer the same questions and be able to really think outside the box because sometimes you're in your own lane and you're like, okay, I'm doing this. And you only have your own experience to fall back on. But when you open that lane up to a few more, then you have a lot of bit of synergy and answers and questions and things you didn't think about. That's what we Mm -hmm. want from this mastermind. It's going to be a synergy of people that wants to achieve the same goal. And every single week, we're going to move together. We're going to finish paper to profit because that's one thing that we're like, how do we get our students to finish the course? Because when you finish it, you're going to feel so empowered and ready to move on to the next level. And it's been crazy amazing 
because some of the students had, who has met with us last year when they finished the course, they asked some really key questions. And those key questions were actually implementing inside the new version of paper craft because we saw that was an important piece that we need to answer right away. And the thing is, they were ready to move beyond a beginner level and move on to the next part, which is really, really exciting for us to see because that means you're making money. That means you're making more paper flowers. That means you're making more, getting more customers in that want to buy your product. That makes us so freaking excited, you guys. <laughs> it's so amazing. I mean, that is like why we did Paper to Profit. Yeah. We know it works and yeah. we're so excited to see you guys make it happen. Yeah. I'm excited about these mastermind class or groups, I would say, mm-hmm. because yes. of the opportunity to brainstorm with everybody. It's the type of conversations that we have in our community meetings and even through Paper X Talk when we had the, the sessions with Margie and you and me and with the students, the synergy and the energy was amazing because mm-hmm. there's so much that comes out of these discussions and it's not just you and me saying, oh, this is what we think and blah, 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 blah. It's yeah. so much more productive. I mean, I'm not saying that we have nothing to say. We absolutely do. And we have some amazing ideas and we're always like, it's like, <laughs> in the mentoring sessions, we're always like, bang, 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 bang. But it's more than that, right? It's more than just ideas. It's like implementation. It's confidence. It's feeling like you're moving with other people towards a common goal. I think that's very, it's really important when you're starting a business because a lot of it is about feeling like you're empowered, feeling like you have the confidence to go ahead and do it yourself. And knowing that other people are on the same ride with you is yep. so powerful. It is. So our goal has always been to build and community and connect people. And this is just another way of doing it where exactly. you might find your other Quinn or you might find your Jesse. You, I know. You never know. But the opportunities are there, right? And I think that's amazing. Because if I mm-hmm. remember correctly, like the mastery class that we had in 2019, yep. it definitely built a lot of friendships that we see even today. Yes. So I love that. Yeah. So I think it uh, it's needed, I think. Mm -hmm. at this time. Yeah, definitely. hundred percent. So to finish this particular podcast, I want to talk about the opportunity to get paper to profit scholarship. And this is something that we totally believe in because we want to help people. And how do we go about doing this is we want to offer a scholarship again. Last year, we had an amazing amount of people, almost 50 people applied for the scholarship. So we want to also talk about how to go about applying it because we saw a lot of varied answers and applications for it. And so how do I put it? You have to be serious about it. We got a lot of scholarships that were just a one-liner or two-liner saying, I need paper profit to grow my business. Um, But then we're like, how? Why do you need this? We want to know your why, your how. The more information that you're giving to us, we want it to tug our heart, to be honest. We want to know that if we give you paper to profit because we value it and we want to make sure that it's going to someone that is going to go through paper to profit and is going to go through all the different process and know that they're going to grow their business. That's the type of person that we want to give the scholarship to. And there was a good amount of handful of people that really, oh, we had, we had some heart to heart discussions like, oh, what do we know about this person? Not only do we read your application, we go and look at your website. We look at your Instagram. We look at everything that you have. If we can Google you, we're like all over it, you guys. And we (laughs) want to make sure that yes, they do need help or yes, we see the potential of how you can grow your business. So there's so many different things on here and we want you to be able to give us your heart story and tell us why you think paper to profit is going to benefit you Mm -hmm. and how are you going to utilize it and 
you're going to be serious about it. That's the type of scholarship applicant that we want. And also, you guys, we also saw a few handful of people that were nominating other people. If you take the moment to nominate someone, we also need their heart story. You can't say, I think this person deserve it. We don't know why. And we need to know the why. You need to really think about when you nominate a person, you need to give their heart story on why you see they need it. And are they able to complete it? I think that's the biggest question too, to ask yourself, do they have the time for it? And are they serious about growing their business to the next level? So convince us, (laughs) convince us that you're the right person or the person you're nominating is the right person. Because that's, yeah. I mean, it was a tough call last year. I have to say we had some really great applications. We could see that all these individuals were serious about turning their hobby into a business of some sort and that they were motivated to do that. They had intentions to take action after learning from the contents of our course. And so it was actually a really tough decision. We were happy, you know, I was really happy who we chose in the end, but we're hoping that this year, yeah, it's going to be a decision where it's going to be hard for us. Yes. (laughs) We want that, but it's going to be hard for us. We really want to see that because I mean, that means that so many of you guys just really want to, you know, do this, really want to sell your paper flowers and it's going to be awesome when you guys do. Yep. So we'll have the scholarship information, more show notes about paper to profit. If you go to papertalkpodcast.com, you can read more about it. Make sure you're on the wait list. So when the door do open next month, that you're going to be all over it because we are only opening it for, I believe one week. Mm -hmm. And so you have seven days to think about it and decide if you do want to be serious about your paper flowers. And I think this is really needed in our community. And I love what our students have done last year. And I love the changes that we're making this year. We thought long and hard. We had this conversation actually at the beginning of January, Mm -hmm. thinking about, okay, do we launch paper to profit again? Is it still needed? And the thing is, it's so crazy. I feel like there's been influx of new paper flower artists in 2020 because of COVID and people actually started getting serious about it. Yeah. And it was actually a good time because you actually had a chance to really create these beautiful creations. And I think a lot of people who are coming from professional backgrounds or their other jobs and they don't know how to start their own business. So, mm-hmm. and it would, it just gives you the safety net of knowing that you're putting yeah. your best foot forward. That's been tested and true by both Jesse and myself. And we believe in the system. And the thing is, yeah. you're not going to go it alone. You're going to have us, you're going to have the 2020 students and the 2021 students all on board who who's veterans, who's going through the same thing you're going. And it's going to be an amazing journey. And to add this chapter into your paper flower journey is going to be amazing. We're not going to promise any results because you know what? It means that you need to work hard. If you work hard, you know for a fact that you're going to get results. Mm -hmm. So we're going to help you work hard. (laughs) No excuses. (laughs) Yep. And I think a lot of people say, Quinn, you work so hard. And the thing is, the reason why I work so hard is because I find joy mm-hmm. in talking to you guys on doing my work because I have to admit, I have so many interests. I have so many ideas. And how do you go about doing it? So it's mm-hmm. all about time management. It's, I think it's really important. People that motivates you. Yeah, inner circle. Like Jesse, I see Jesse like way above me. And I was like, oh my gosh, how do I achieve that? <laughs> Seriously, I know. It, it's crazy. But I I love being motivated by, by amazing people around. And all the my inner circle people, they are freaking amazing people. And I like to gather them close because they motivate me. They make <laughs> me strive harder. And I'm like, oh, I love that competition. Growing up with a family of four siblings, yeah. you have to be competitive. <laughs> Otherwise, you're not going to get it going you're anywhere. Not gonna, you're not going to get food. <laughs> Yeah, you're not gonna get food. 
have a huge scuba on. <laughs> yep, exactly. <laughs> but yes, come and join us. Ask us any questions. In the coming weeks, we're going to be doing lots of lives. Going to go through some of the chapters of Paper to Profit and give you some really good tips and advice. And that is only scratching the surface of Paper to Profit. There's so much information underneath there and so much valuable information. And one of the biggest things is the community that you're going to find that's even deeper. Yes, we have our Facebook group, the Paper Talk podcast community on Facebook, but those are a mixture of people. But when you're serious about building your business, you want a core group of people that is going to push you, Mm -hmm. give you ideas, give you solutions to problems. And I I feel like Paper Profit is going to make it happen for you. And I feel like every time I talk to a student, I was like, have you thought about this? They're like, what? No. Okay. Let me do it. I was like, yes, I see it happening for you. Go make it happen. (laughs) I love it, you guys. Okay. To end it, Jesse, what are you drinking? Oh, just tea as usual. Tea and cream. (laughs) Not black. I never drink black tea. Oh, unless it was Chinese tea, but this is just black tea with cream. That's it. What about you? Uh, I'm drinking a lot of coffee. I'm working a lot because I have a ton of projects on my plate right now. And so I'm just really caffeinated, but I'm not feeling it. So I'm drinking more coffee, (laughs) but it's really fun. I'm really enjoying what I'm doing and it's really pushing my creative drive on overdrive. But I love all the projects that are coming our way and we can't wait to tell you more. Mm -hmm. We have so many good projects, you guys, that we want to share with the community and we can't wait to talk about it a little bit Mm -hmm. more. We're going to have a special guest on our podcast to kind of do the kickoff and Mm -hmm. then it's going to be on the ground running really fast because the turnaround is really (laughs) quick, you guys. (laughs) But it's going to be fun. We can't wait to share it. And if you guys have any questions about paper profit, please let us know. We'd love to help you answer any questions. Yeah. Bye, everybody. Bye, guys. Thank you so much for joining us each week and listening to Paper Talk Podcast. This week's podcast is sponsored by Paper to Profit. In chapter two, we talk about the different types of offerings a business can sell. So Quinn, what kind of products did you decide to sell? Oh man, that's like a can of worm that you just open up because you know me. (laughs) There are so many. Yes. And so I want to start at the beginning of my career. When I first started out, it was easily wedding because I loved doing customized orders, bespoke orders. And I think weddings just fit that category really well because people usually have the budget set aside for florals for their wedding. And that was an easy little niche to go into. And then as I started growing my business and people started recognizing my flowers more, I realized I need to get in in front of retail. How do you get your flowers in front of more people? Retail. So that was the logical connection that I made. And so I went to storefronts and asked them to do window display. When I did that with attention of getting more wedding customers, but that actually opened the door to commercial people. So not only did I get more wedding orders, but also people that were walking by was like, oh, that's so creative. I want that in my storefront too. So that opened my door to commercial work and got me more opportunities that I've never thought about before. And then with the storefronts, people started asking, do you teach making plate for flowers? And of course I had to say yes, because I love talking to people. And so that was another growth in my business. And so as you can see, there's little dots. As you open more doors, it's going to give you opportunities. And I think the most important thing as an entrepreneur is you need to recognize these opportunities to say, oh, yes, I can do that. And it might be scary at first, but you know what? I have a can-do attitude. Come talk to me. I will help you pump you up and say you can make it happen. But I just jump in and I just figure it out as I go. 
But the thing is, I have such a wide experience in my background that I can make it happen. Mm -hmm. I know a lot of people can't do that. But the thing is, when you talk to people and you get mentors like Jesse, myself, we're here to help you move along that pathway. DM us and say, how did you start doing your workshop in paper to profit? You guys, there's already something about that. (laughs) And I think that's really important is you're armed with knowledge and what you need to be looking out for. Do you need a contract with the stores? Mm-hmm. What are the percentage that you're going to get for the commission wise? What is fair? I think that's a really important thing to think about. It's like, are they paying you a fair amount? What, when do you go about doing wholesale? Yes, I actually sold wholesale kits at physical brick and mortar. And so you have to think about how do you go about doing that? And then I started doing my own subscription box. So how do you go about doing that? Mm-hmm. And then <laughs> how do you do like these virtual workshops? Yeah. And then how do you go about getting an artist fee? So now I'm, I'm getting approached by museums to do art talk and what are stipends. So that's something that you need to think about. And the really cool thing is paper to profit gives you all these different resources to think about and also to kind of give you a guideline on how you can approach. Everyone's going to be different and every town is going to be different. I'm fortunate and Jesse's fortunate. We live in a really big town. There is a lot of competition, but that means pay might be a little bit more because our living of cost is a little bit more. Mm-hmm. So, but we do talk about that. And I think that's really, really important. How about yeah. you, Jesse? What kind yeah. of offerings do you do? I also do a bunch of different offerings. Mm-hmm. And I, think I the love key, that. <laughs> the key <laughs> to why I do that is time. And it has, I think our offerings really speak to how our businesses grew and where we came from because everyone's business is going to be different. All of our motives and our priorities when running our business will be different. And for myself, a lot of it, my business grew while I was growing a family, while I am growing a family. And so yeah. for me, a lot of it is how do I manage my time and balance my business with my family. And so one of the key things that I did, and thanks to my husband, because he is a numbers guy, is making sure that I have some sort of passive income. And that came from teaching. And I have to say, though, my business started from an offer to teach at a workshop at the paper place. That's how I got started. Actually, that's how I thought, oh, maybe this could be something is because there was interest in my work and interest in me offering to teach. And so it started with in-person workshop, which were great. And I will tell you as well, I encourage all of you guys to try to do some in person because that's also a great way to connect with your community and just get, get contacts with people that you have no idea. Like you have, it's, it's, you know, you go in there, you teach a workshop and you meet these wonderful people. And, you know, a year down the road, um, somebody or some business contacts you because they heard of you from this person. And that is just an amazing feeling when you know that your work or your connection with them meant something to them enough for them to refer you to someone. But those, yeah, essentially those in-person workshops turned into virtual e-courses, online courses. Mm-hmm. And it, it kind of made sense because I was making those flowers. People liked the flowers. Well, why not just teach while it's still fresh in my mind? So I began offering online courses in my second year of of making paper flowers. And I was lucky enough to be able to make all these flowers because I was making bouquets. I was making a lot of arrangements. And like Quinn, it just was a natural thing. It was just a natural thing that came about because people always wanted flowers for weddings. So that's how I started offering commissions on bouquets. But yeah, so that's how it kind of came about. And then after teaching a year later, after I started teaching my online workshops, I was offered a book deal. And that had everything to do with the fact, yeah, the fact that like Quinn said, the opportunity came because I was prepared. I had everything. I had made all these different flowers already. I had a huge portfolio. I had already taught in person. I had taught online. I have already written up all the a lot of tutorials. And the publisher knew that I could take my own photos and everything just kind of lined up. It made sense, I think. 
based mm-hmm. on everything I had done and all the products I had offered. Yeah. So from then on, I mean, there was all these other things that came afterwards, but like Quinn said, it's kind of like all these dots, kind of one thing led to another, led to another, and then recognizing that there are opportunities that you should take. That's the tricky part. And yeah, your heart kind of like skips a beat and you're like, I'm not sure I can do this, but I think that that's when you know you should, you yeah, know? Exactly. So, but I mean, in paper or profits, like we talk about these little things about our experiences when it came to being approached by certain big companies or for wholesalers or doing window display. And so we want to give you guys idea of what that type of discussion might be mm-hmm. when that happens, when you guys, when it, you know, when it happens to you and you take that opportunity. Exactly. It's going to be amazing. We can't wait to help you and also see you take off. It's going to be fantastic. Yeah. Also, one thing I want to input on there is Think about putting our paper flowers in stores, in restaurants. It is so weird. So at the beginning of my career, I did a series of restaurant flowers. I actually still get customers who remember going to their favorite restaurants and saying, when I have a special event, I'm going to hire this girl. And so I still get orders from this particular restaurant, which I no longer put my flowers in. So it's great having that memorable impression. And our Mm -hmm. flowers do that because it's so magical. If you're looking for a way to support us, please hit subscribe and write us a review. We would appreciate it so much. You can also support us as a patron on patreon.com. Your contribution would help us continue to create great content for you and the paper flower community.